1: Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues Podcast with the Sport Social Podcast Network. I'm Paul and tonight I'm joined by Jamie. How's it going, mate? You okay? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Are you? Yes, sir. and you know, uh Good. warmed up after the match the other day, it was a cold one that wasn't it? Goodison. Me and Jamie went to match together on um what day what night was it Wednesday night? Wednesday uh, night, yeah. Jesus, that was a cold one, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I think the Paddock could have been weirded out that we were cuddling like, but we were that cold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it was a freezing one.
1: Yeah, but the football wasn't much better. That's what I want to... Oh. We're here to talk mainly about how we how we feel as this week's gone on with mm-hmm. all the points deductions and all the allegations against Everton. You know, everybody knows. If you don't, if you don't know, then where have you been? On the moon or something? Yeah, because exactly. that's all it is. Hopefully we calm down a little bit today compared to the last one where we just came on when the news was fresh. And we didn't really know what to say. But I think we've we done our best, really, us two in Riyadh. But I uh, just want to touch on the Crystal Palace game. Obviously, third-round replay of the FA Cup. We got through just about. It uh, wasn't pretty to watch, was it? Uh, give you your overall feelings on the actual game of football. Because Everton do play games of football, believe it or not.
0: Yeah, it was weird to actually go and watch them instead of... Worrying about what, what was going on in the boardroom, but um, what can be said about that on Wednesday? It's just a dead, dead game. Unfortunately, you know, I made up we won, don't get me wrong, and we will talk about the goal. But other than that, wow. I think BBC, or whoever, are glad that they never picked our match because, to be fair, it was two poor teams who didn't want to be there playing on a freezing cold Wednesday night. Just playing against each other. It genuinely did look like look like that way. Yeah. Uh yeah, it wasn't pretty,
1: was it? It's a uh, No. Might as well start from the back the back then. We're we'll talking about players' performances and stuff like that. And I thought Joe Virginia was absolutely superb in goal. Absolutely brilliant. Probably kept having in the FA Cup with his them um, at the end. I don't think we were at any stage getting battered by Palace, but they had a few big chances towards the end and he stood up to every single one. I liked the way he came out and he, he came and smothered balls. He slid out of players' feet. He doesn't seem afraid to get involved in the game. Um, there's not as much animation from him as to this from Jordan Pickford. And listen, I'm not like, let's get Joe Virginia in goal and Jordan Pickford up. but And I know it's only two performances, but if Pickford, please, no, touch wood, touching wood right next to me. You can hear it. A little bit of a knock there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he was to get injured, I think Joe Virginia would do well when he could. To come in with me, I think we don't have to worry about our goalkeeper. as one time
0: to say, no. I think you know what makes it refreshing to have a second, true goalkeeper who's doing quite well. And over the last few years, we've had them with Robbie Olsen will come in and he do well. And then obviously had Begovic as well. And we always felt comfortable when Pickford went in the team. And you know, he's massive for Everton Football Club. Pickford, but and he's such an important position on the football pitch—a goalie, a keeper. So to have a backup. Which I don't think he's as good as Jordan Pickford. That's I think that's easy to say. Um, but he's a decent keeper and he's young, and I think that's good. That's a good sign. His performance was one like he's been playing in goal for years. It just yeah. not phased him, you know that that Maketa one where he saves it and like jumps out at him. It was like a Pickford save, if that makes sense. He was just like yeah, got into position to sort of let it hit him. Yeah, smothering balls. He's kicking. I don't think it's kicking too bad either. So no one's. I honestly think them loans that we've sent out uh, work well. Like Brandweed.
1: Yeah, he just looks confident to me. That's that's the thing I'm picking up on. He doesn't look like phased to be starting yeah. games forever. And he looks like he, he's been waiting for it all his life. Uh, I know he done an interview and said he he's only ever played at Goodison. I think during COVID, I think he played against Man City in the cup. Yeah, I think that was his only appearance at Goodison in a competitive match. It could be wrong there, someone will probably correct me, but yeah, he just came in and sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry,
0: just sorry, but there was a question that's just come to me then. Do you think, like, Jack and this lad's hungry because he's probably seen the state of the affairs that Everton are in, and Jack and he's probably sitting there thinking, I've got a chance here. Jordan Pickford's an asset to Everton Football Club, which you probably will try not try and get rid of, but if the offer comes in, he'll go. If I can prove myself to be a worthy sort of number two and step into that role, do you think that's why we're seeing good performances from him? Because you're thinking, I can get in this team when that lad leaves. Yeah, I think he's probably putting himself in the shot
1: window as well. He could be saying, listen, I'm ready for first-team football. I'm actually ready now. I don't know how old he is, what, 22, 23, something like that. He just looks ready to me. But now it's a good shout to him. Obviously, we're all... The turmoil, Everton are going through at the moment, is all better off, aren't they? I mean, yeah. And anything can happen, so Jordan Pick for going out the door in the summer is within the realms of possibility. So yeah, it's a yeah, it's not a bad shout. He just looks confident to me. I love a keeper. I've said it before. keep Keeper all, dressed all in black as well. A black cat. It's just <laughs> just seems to just seems to fit. Where they have black gloves on and everything. It's just a. Yeah. But that was an impressive performance from him and. He was my man of the match, to be honest with you, because of them saves at the end. skipped kept us in the cup there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was he's up there for me, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, just uh, another couple of standout players for me. And you know, we were sitting next to each other in the game. I thought Andre Gomez was fantastic in midfield. He looks reborn in. And again, there'll be people saying, Oh, listen, it's only a few games, but you can only go off what you've seen and the three or four games he's played for Everton so far this season. He looks confident, he looks strong. He looks determined to do well in an Everton shirt again. And I just thought he, he's just a bit of a breath of fresh air at home for you, Andre Gomez. He, he's one of the few, if not the only one, who doesn't look absolutely ter- petrified of the football. Would you agree with
0: that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, we'll probably talk about the keeping the ball in a bit. But Andre Gomez has always had that, didn't he? Before that injury, we all called him sort of the Rolls Royce, and he was, you know... Just he just glide around the football pitch and make things happen. Um, and to be honest, it's a credit to him because he's in and out the team a lot. Where like the core, will come back, so he'll go in and he'll come on for 20 minutes, stuff like that. So to keep his head and keep his performances at that level to come in and just boss the game, I, I thought you know that's a credit to him as well. Just to sort of go, I'm, I'm waiting, I'll just carry on waiting for my chances. Yeah,
1: he sort of played in it. I mean, you noticed in me in the game, he sort of like, especially. Well, the whole game, but I noticed it more in the first half. He was sort of played behind calvert Loon. And now yeah. that's not really a role I've seen him play before a number 10. But he seemed to suit it to me. You know, this and Palace weren't great, but it was Palace's first team. Um, I just thought he slotted in that position really well. The only thing, he really lacks is pace, isn't it? he? Yeah. I thought, you know, for the goal, I mean, for the free kick, it, it's him getting on to the end of calvert Loon's hard work, time to win the ball back, isn't it? I think yeah, yeah, saying, well, right, good, and yeah. he gets the ball back and he gets fouled and then we'll talk about the goal in a minute but do you think now obviously we've been it with the news that Takori could be injured for a while between four, I've heard eight weeks people are saying four weeks so probably somewhere in the middle of that six weeks you'll say yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's maybe why I just played in it and thought you know what I need, I need more options in that position because we need
0: someone now don't we so is Andre Gomez the answer? Yeah I think he is I think I think he's the only one that could play there. Now he's different from Decore because Decore will run and sprint and chase full backs down and chase, you know, the the centre halves down. Gomez won't. But Gomez is a lot better on the ball than decore. So it might be a different way of playing through midfield. You don't know where the yeah. dice might go. But actually, instead of lumping it up to the Corey and Calvert Lewin, which were don't get me wrong, the two big tall lads. You Might actually be thinking, no, that's gonna to have to play through midfield to go and miss his feet, um, uh, which he's good at on the half turn and finding the wingers and stuff like that. So, no, it's definitely for me, he's probably the best to play in that position behind the striker, um uh, that we've got, unless it's the core, but he's totally different to the core, which I'm looking forward to, if I'm honest. Yeah, he's going to be needed now, in he as
1: well. I mean, I know he's out of contact in the summer, but. I think Everton would be silly to let him go now. Yeah, I mean, you know, would actually depleted when it comes to numbers and quality. So if he's putting in performances like that, then he's going to be vital for us to keep him fit and in the team till the end of the, well, at least until the quarters back but until the end of the season. Now, so yeah, I've always had a soft spot for Gomez. We all know there's a good player in there. Listen, he made it to the top of the mountain, which was Barcelona, and it was that Barcelona team as well. By the way, mm-hmm. the one that we all know with. Xavi, Iniesta, Busquets, Messi, all them. Yeah. Um, so he's actually made it
0: into that team. So he must have something about him, must not he? Yeah, yeah, of course he has, Yeah, he's got. You can see it, Paul. You can actually see it when you what. You can see the sort of upbringing that he's had through the academies that he's been at uh, and playing under that Barcelona team. That he, you can see he's got that like awareness where he, not like dissing McNeil or Harrison, but you make a certain pass and you think you know what he's trying to do there. Just they're not. On his wavelength, um, which is no fault of his own. Don't get me wrong. I just, I just can't wait to see him playing. I can't wait to see him to get a little bit more match fit, a little bit sharper, a little bit the rust shaking off him. You know, as you, I think you said it to me in the match as well. He's a confidence player. As soon as that ball yeah. went in, you could just see his chest was out. He did become a little bit quicker. He, he was closing down a little bit more. You know, instead of ten yards, he went five. He went to five. Um, it just, it excites me, Andre Gomez. You know, you said he's lost his superpowers because he cut his hair, but I don't think he has.
1: Yeah, well, he, he is a confidence player because if you remember when we first signed him and I think it came out of this time at Barcelona, he, he'd suffered a bit of a few mental health issues. Um, I don't think the Barcelona crowd, I think they're notorious for letting you know that you're not having a good game. So obviously I yeah. think the white handkerchiefs and stuff like that in Spain happens, doesn't it? Yeah. he's been getting booed and I think it's stuck on him. obviously he's had a big money move from was it Valencia to Barcelona yeah yeah Gary Neville yeah.
0: Wanted, wanted to keep him at Valencia was saying yeah. to and not letting him go like
1: yeah I remember him commentating on the Everton the pool game when Pickford done that one with Origi Gary Neville was talking about Gomez all the way through because he mm. obviously managed him he said he's unbelievable on his day but yeah. as I say I think he is a confidence player and I think He's one of them players who, the old arm around the shoulder, I think he, he needs one of them. He needs to be told that he's a valuable member of the team. And, but it does sound like Sean Dice has told him months ago, listen, I do like you as a player and I will be using you in this team. So you can see that now. He looks to turn there's a few 50-50s, which he put absolutely everything into as well. And, you know, for someone who's been through what he's been through, it would be easy for them to just shake out of them tackles, wouldn't it? But he,
0: he's still getting stuck in. Yeah, they got, and I think that's his again, he... He likes, he's trying to prove a point. He's desperate. For, to, to You can see he's desperate to get playing again and in this team. Um, And he's starting to take every chance he gets. Because, you know, I don't think the man's stupid. He knows the core of his first choice going into that role. I think we all probably would agree with that. But he's given Dice something to think about. He's to say, sort of saying to Sean Dice, no, listen, I'm here when you're near me and I want to stay in this team. Um, I think what will help Gomez as well, because when he come back from his injury, when he, before he went to Lille, it was quite slow, wasn't it? He? He'd lose the ball, and you know, it just nothing was going right for him. But playing that high up the pitch, if he, he can lose the ball, if that makes sense, he can lose yeah, the yeah. ball there. He's got Garner, then another OJ or Adrisa game when he comes back to sort of it stop up. it. Yeah, mop the up or stop and let him get back in. So. I think this role will suit, and I genuinely think we'll see the best of Andre Gomez in the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, well, while we're on the subject of Gomez, uh, we'll talk about the goal. I mean, Everton get a free kick, and me and you were in the match with Dan, who's been on the podcast, he'll be on again. And we were saying, When's the last time Everton scored a free kick? And I think I said, <laughs> yeah. Luca Dean against Burnley, boxing Day. It was actually Luca Dean against Lincoln City in the Carabao Cup, if you remember, it was on Sky 4 yeah, 2. Yeah. I think we won 4 yeah. 2. Um, so we're, all, we're, we're crying and saying we don't score three kicks. Eamon Harrison stood over the wall. He bends this one round the wall. And I thought there's like a blue stanchion behind Evans' goal. I thought it hit that. So yeah, I, yeah. I didn't see it at first. It was a, it was a weird... The whole ground It was sort of in disbelief that it went in, it? <laughs> Yeah, that it, it was.
0: Like... Oh, brilliant. Great free kick. When you see it again, it's a really, no, boss free kick. But it was a weird one, weren't it? Because you said, where's Kevin Sheedy? Because we were sort of laughing yes. going... You I said, get, get on this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said, bring you Bain get Bains, back down. Yeah. and you it. Get Kevin Sheedy, I'm sure he's in here somewhere. Um, but that's the quality he provides, me. Honestly, that is the quality he provides. We again, we get set pieces and we're thinking, James Garner, you've meant to be good at set pieces. That's not really shown it for me. You know, he's good with the, the odd corner, but that's just a quality footballer who can strike a ball, putting the ball down and going, I'm going to put it. In that off the post in that corner, and he has, yeah. Well, I said, didn't I beforehand? I think Everton are a team that rely on
1: moments in games, yeah, like the Calvert Lewin chance against Aston Villa. I mean, if he scores that, we you'd bet on us to hold that one-nil lead and and come out of that game winning one-nil. So, if we've got another weapon in our Arsenal where we get a three-kick at the edge of the box and we can get Gomez whipping him in, I'm not saying he's going to do it all the time, but he knows he can do it now. Yeah. And, you know, we are, as I say, with a team that live on moments, so they could decide whether we win or lose games or draw games even. We need, basically what I'm saying is we need everyone to start chipping in with goals because we look very, very short going forward to me. Yeah, going for. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile.
0: You know, scoring from a corner, or you know, a defender making a mistake, pen- like don't that. get penalties. Someone, we can count that one out. Oh, well, we can count that. We don't know. who we are. I think Calvin Loons our pen taker. I'm sure he is. Um, but we've got no sort of. I don't know how to say it. There's no build up play, if that makes sense. Where it's back to front, and then we just keep the ball for a while. We we just we don't create chances. We, no. we honestly don't now. We've, I know we've just spoke about Calvin Liewen's chance there against Villa, but it was one. No, yeah, yeah, he should score hundred percent. He should score. But other than that, it's not like he's gone on him at three, four chances that he's missed again. Yeah, you know, apart from the Gomez um, free kick and the Dublin one late on, really was there any chances in the, Ast- the Crystal Palace game. No. I just think we need quality in that final third, and especially from the two wingers who, were, who, in my opinion, were poor on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I thought Jack Addison, again, is... I don't mind him. I think it, his number return for Everton so far has been good, considering where we are. But yeah. the amount of times that loses the, loses the ball, for me, it's just it's infuriating. He's not the only one who does it, by the way. But he can be in full flow, running, full pelt, and either leave the ball behind or pass it to, to them, or under it across or over it across. Is his final ball is, is 99, 99 times out of under is terrible, but it's just we've got to make that one count, which i been trying to say to you before. If you just get a good crossing, we have to finish it. But just on the subject of Calvert Lewin, I don't want to make every podcast about Calvert Lewin. Everybody knows we're, a, we're massive fans of Calvert Lewin, especially me and Melinda. Um, I did hear a good thing on the radio the day after, I think it was Alan Stubbs talking, saying Calvert Lewin is struggling when he gets a chance, but. We're asking him to win flick-ons and win his own flick-ons at the moment. Yeah. He has absolutely no support up front. There's nothing, and you can watch it. You can sit and watch Everton as much as you want. If you can't see that, then I think you're watching a completely different game.
0: He's just completely isolated, isn't he? Yeah, it's it it, it it's bad. You know, on Wednesday it was so bad. Like you just, I think I I forget who it was. Was it? I think it might have been Joe Virginia or Bradley like someone. And he just volleyed the ball up to him. And he had Anders on one side of him, and that guy the other side of him. And it was like, how oh, are expecting him to win that? And then he heads it down, it a fall to a Palace midfielder, and everybody goes, oh, and you think, he's done his job, he's won the header. You know, I just... Get around him. I, yeah, get around him. This is where, go- this is where the goal comes from. You know, we done well, kept the ball in. Credit to Gomez. Gomez. If Gomez had a little bit more pace, he probably gets through. He wins the free kick and scores the free kick. So people saying that. Look where the goals come from. That ball could quite easily go out for a throw-in. It doesn't because Calvin Leone doesn't give it up. He wins it, obviously, again, gives it to Gomez. But I just feel... Don't get me wrong, he needs to take chances. He does. He knows that. He knows that. The fan base knows that. But he's not getting five, six, seven eight no. chances. He's getting one. And people might go, oh, well, he needs to score that one. Yeah, he does. But as a striker... You do need three, four chances in a game sometimes. Yeah, you do definitely. need that sort of... Uh, uh, you get closer. I know that sounds left, but you start getting closer. You'll have one that goes wide. Then you're at the post. Then you're at the bar. And then the next one will go in. He's not getting that. Yeah, that, That's over four games he gets that. He's not getting that in one game, two games. So we need to support him a lot more. Don't forget, listen, the season he had under Ancelotti. Look at the support he had, Paul. He was... You had Richarlison, yeah. one side of him. That would win his knockdown. He had Luca Dean whipping the ball to him, Hammers treading balls into him. A Wobie even evening that Sigurdsson. season. Yeah, Tiggerton. Yeah, Tigerton. A Wobi. No, a under Frank Lampard under the last sort of so, second half of two seasons ago, I think it might have been. Very close to Calvent lewin when he'd win the ball. Um when he when he played. Like, but he just needs that. And that's why decorate is massive for Donovan Calvin Loon.
1: Yeah, I think you're onto something. And listen, I'm not comparing them to Erlen Ireland. He's not no, even no. the same. No but Erlen Ireland, just, you, if you watch City games, you'll miss stupid chances. And then they score oh, the yeah. next one. So that, yeah. I think that's what you mean. But it, because I go back to it again, we're a team that relies on a moment in a game. Yeah. But he misses them moments and we don't get another one, which is something that we're going to have to work on. Because we need to start creating more. We were creating new chances early in the season, only a few games ago, to be honest. Look at the Tottenham game. Created a shed load of chances, but I just think in recent weeks it, it's properly dried up. Like, I think maybe them two defeats have knocked us against the Tottenham and City, and we've gone more pragmatic and defensive and tried to defend what we got a lot more. But I just the gap between him and the midfield is is too big for me far too big.
0: Yeah, I, you just made a, a boss point there about the Tottenham game. He actually scored in that game, we had yeah. a load of chances, and he scored now. It was obviously ruled in um, VAR, Andre Gomez again, threading the ball through to him. But you watch, if you anyone sits there and watches City um, or anyone and you go, Ollie Watkins, or that's it. Salah. Yeah, Salah, yeah, you a the you, you commentator saying, oh, he's missed a big chance there, but I'm sure he'll be back. Calvin Noon doesn't get a chance to get back. Calvin Noon misses that chance. And in his head, he's thinking, get me another one, get me another one. I want another chance, I want another chance. He doesn't get it. So, I think we need to be a little bit more careful of killing Calvert-Lewin again about his... The thing is, as well, he is offside a lot, and that does my head in. Yeah, he does, he is, there's, yeah. there's part of his game that he is needs to work on. You know, his concentration levels, I don't think, is great. You know, like, ball-watching times. But I just feel sorry for him, honestly. If you're a striker on your own playing up there, you would lose a little bit. You know, you're sort yeah. of waiting for this. To come up to you, and you're thinking, what am I meant to do with that?
1: My argument is, is that we haven't got anyone else. No, no. Does that mean we have to put with it? Probably not. But this is just my personal point of view. I, if you, I'd pick him a hundred times over. Battle at this present moment in time, I would. I just think he offers more to the team as a whole. I know people are screaming for battle. I haven't seen it. I'll be honest with you. Apart from coming on and putting himself about and getting the crowd going in certain games, which has been needed at the time, mm-hmm. but to start with Beto in games, it's it's not an option for me. Personally, not yet. I could be wrong. Uh, and this Chimiti, you just seem like they're treating him as one of the youngsters at the moment. So I think you're more likely to see Louis Tobin getting more games up front than you are. You said Chimiti at the moment, I think they're just letting him settle in, which is probably the right thing to do, but with a team struggling for goals, couldn't we just give him a chance? Wouldn't it be worth throwing him in every now and then? Exactly, mate. Yeah.
0: Hey, well, another... just... Yeah. Go ahead. Go on, carry on. No, I was just I was what
1: you said was spot on. Yeah, no, it's just you're talking about, you know, we don't want to kill Calvert Leon and there's I'll move on from this game in a bit. It's just a, another player that I want to talk about. Who I thought and listen, have I got shit in my eye? I I, I don't know because I thought <laughs> he had a really good game. I thought i doing it was really good. Very, right. very good, in fact. And I come on again, social media. You know, we all go on social media and I'm told he offers nothing to the team. He's lazy. He's throwing himself about on the floor all the time. And the best one I've seen from two people on there, I didn't reply to you. I just thought, he said, it's like he's doing. he thinks he's doing us a favour by playing for us. His attitude stinks. This is because he's missed a penalty. No one convinced me any, any other thing. It's because he missed a penalty and the way he missed the penalty against Fulham. We were walking out of Goodison to you, and I said, remember I said to you, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Someone went, that oh, on Anna, shite, we need to get rid of him. And it's just like, oh, wow. And then I heard another one, I told you it again, someone went, got to get rid of Calvert-Loon, he's awful. Just, just the topic of conversation all the time between, uh, am I wrong, are they all right? I don't know. No. But I honestly thought, I'm going to do on Anna from start to finish was one of Everton's better players. And people are moaning, saying he goes down on the floor. He wins a free kick for every every time he goes down on the floor. We want our players to be more clever, more snide. Uh, We've got one there and you just don't like it. So, I I don't know what you want. Um,
0: Yeah, Jamie, I thought he had a good game. I did. I didn't, I actually didn't see any, I didn't see anyone saying a bad thing about Anana. No, I didn't see anyone praising him either, but I just thought everyone sort of thought the same. Um, he broke play up. He's playing against two very big midfielders in that Lerma uh, and I forgot that Will Hughes as well. He's a little bit of a horrible player. He dealt with them in both games, by the way. You, you know, no, one I think I've feel... about him as well. Sorry to
1: interrupt you, but? Defensively, in our box or on their corners, he wins a lot of headers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just I, honestly I don't get it. I, Listen, if you're sat there and you're still thinking about that penalty, get over it. Grow off. There's far ever you you've done we idolise players in this team in this club who've done worse and we're worse footballers. you are probably the ones that get oh, that like what does he do? He only scores two goals every now and then. He only scores two goals nearly every game and then but he doesn't do anything else, he doesn't run. Yeah, well, all he does is score goals. I mean, yeah, that's all the he way does is score year. goals, and it's like, well, it, really the only thing, in my opinion, missing from Anana's game is scoring goals. And I'm telling you now, I mark my words, anyone can want to listen to this, clip this, whatever. If we sell Lamadou Anano in the summer, which is looking more likely because he's always rumoured to leave, we will regret it. We will regret it. I'm telling you now because he'll do well he whenever he goes in. 100%, 100%. He's playing in a team that's getting kicked left, right, and centre, by the way, confidence-wise. When we were confident in them four games, where were these people saying that? He was brilliant in them four games because he's playing in a confident team. You want that lad to do five different people's jobs? He plays in every single game. He plays in... And when's the last time you've seen him come off, Paul? When does he come yeah. off? He doesn't... doesn't does he get to he doesn't man. come off. He goes through every game in 90 minutes and plays nearly every game for Everton. I just, and if people love James Tarkovsky, and don't get me wrong, brilliant football, brilliant defender for Everton. But some of the balls he gives away, some of the sleeping he does, some of the ball watching he does, but not, no, it's, you know, it's all right because he'll slide into a tackle and nail someone in the 60th minute and give a foul away. I just, I can't stand this narrative around Anana. Leave that. But it doesn't moaning. stop.
1: It doesn't stop until they leave, mate. And there'll be people listening to this going on. You do. I. I lo- Honestly, I love Everton fans, and I... it's all about Everton fans moaning. I aren't hands on art. put my hands up. Sorry, I'm one of the worst ones for moaning, but not at the match. And anyone who's ever been to the match will probably tell you. I might say it quietly to them, but you don't hear me moaning or shouting in the game. Such t- calling someone shite or something like that. It's always like kept to myself. You know what I mean, but. I just find it odd that we just don't like these players. These players who are clearly going to the top of the game. They are people saying, "Well, we're not at the top of the game. We need them to start doing it now." I don't know what, how much more he can do. I think he's playing well. I think he's putting a mass maximum effort into into trying to get Everton out of this at the moment to really do. And so, what he might fall over when he get he, he's getting fouled. He's winning every
0: single free kick for them. It's just it, that thing that we said before. It looks like he's doing. Someone said it looks like he's doing us a favour. Listen. That lad's been linked with Arsenal, Newcastle, Barcelona—all these links that he's had this summer—and we've had so many footballers come out and go, "I'd love to play in the Champions League. I'd love to play for a top." I haven't told he's just done it. I'd love to play for a top club. He doesn't. He comes out and goes, "I'm enjoying every. I'm enjoying every second of playing for Everton Football Club." Yeah. What more do we want? We want to a different challenges really. for him in his career
1: because wherever he moves to after Everton, I- I'll guarantee he won't be fighting relegation.
0: Listen to the three teams I've just said. Forget yeah. Newcastle. Arsenal won him, Champions League, going for a title. Barcelona won him. What are we missing something here? That Arsenal they Newcastle, Newcastle won him. But are we missing something that Barcelona? Arsenal. Newcastle. And Newcastle won our midfield, but we don't want him. But uh, am I missing something there? Am I obviously going, Well, he must be crap because then are we serious? are we serious if
1: we're saying that they're they're ridiculous for wanting them? Because I've seen Evertonian saying it. Why do they want him? And I've seen the can't believe Evertonians value this lad at sixty to seventy million. I, I value him higher in today's market. I think he's got absolutely almost every attribute you need if you're building a team for the future. If I was someone if I was a club a club owner of a, a football club and he gave me an unlimited amount of money to spend and I was looking for players in that age group, he'd be one of them. He'd definitely be one of them.
0: Well, all right. So, team around him. to be honest, I love Everton fans, you know what I mean, they're like, the family are, they basically they yeah. are and, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, of course they are, but I just want to put something out to anyone listening as well we get 70 million quid for an nana in the summer who'd you replace him with? T- tell me who'd you replace him with, because for me I wouldn't know who you're replacing him with, unless Kevin Talwell's got a master plan but what they do, do you is, they go, buy
1: about, they go out and buy a they go out and buy and this is no disrespect to these players, they go out and buy about five midfielders, like the likes of Will Hughes, the likes of Josh Brownhill, cloggers in the middle of the pitch, Jack Koch, players like that. Mm. And then you should start quality going. And then, and if that's the way you want your Everton team to be, is a hard-working, honest team full of Englishmen, then fair enough. But I would like to see this untapped talent coming from the likes of France, Belgium, whatever you want to call it, and let's see them develop into really good players it's just unfortunate that Everton are going to do the worst points in the history at the moment that Anana is here for it Yeah. another, rele- another relegation battle where really we should be mid-table shouldn't we and it should all the pressure should be off a little bit but I don't know I, I, I and I don't want people to listen to these podcasts and all you do is defend Everton players believe me there's Everton players who I couldn't give another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast, lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to say for it I never no, thought they were rubbish. I I I, I come on and I say, listen, I don't know what everyone's seeing here. I think they're rubbish, but I genuinely look at Amadou Anana and think you can play for whoever you want in the next
0: three or four years. That's what I think when I see him play. Mm. But to be honest, with you, Paul, we do do it now. You know, everyone loves better when everyone thinks better should be playing, and we're all know, saying I've... get better on the side. But you, I, I don't. It. I'm reserved on better' right? Why? I, I yeah. I think there's could be something there, but I get where you're coming from. You don't like him, so no. it's not like you sat here going, "Everyone's amazing, like that tie off AFCV." But I just, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's is... funny. I made mean. you see that the other <laughs> thing you saying, Would you swap the Bruyne? Well, oh, No, no, no. I wouldn't swap. No, them.
1: no. Or no. Would, you swa- would you swap? It oh, anyway, saying, would you swap? Who was it? Oh, anyway, you saying we? I think it was Jesus Hays- for the Harland
0: yeah. or something or someone like yeah, that. We yeah, he wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's. But we've got a prime example there of a striker who, and that's just not because you love Donovan Calvert lewin If better was to come in and be better than Carvalho, lewin yeah. an Evertonian, go, get him in. But you don't see it. No, so, I think we could, we, we need
1: to do better than Calvert lewin Calvert lewin carries on the way he is. Then he's not good enough to play for Everton football club. Can't keep sitting here and going, well, we don't get him the chance. If he carries on missing, then we need to find someone better. Oh, 100%. But I'll yeah. tell you that right, right now for me personally, and I am notorious for jumping the gun on opinions of players, right, as it stands right now. I wouldn't have that better on a three. I wouldn't have him on a three, which we basically got him on anyway. doesn't show, doesn't, I, I don't see anything in him, apart from heart, which sometimes you need, but I watched him come on against Aston Villa, and to me, he just looked completely clueless. He just didn't know what to do. I could see the core shouting at him from with the part of the ground I was in, as if he was saying to him, will you move? Move out of my way. You just stood where I'm stood. Move, go and spread the pitch out a little bit. And I think that's why we can't play the two on the front, yeah. Because he has he, he, tactical awareness for me. At the moment, listen, he's come from another country. I think he's already said it's absolutely freezing cold here. So maybe it's just a bit of a culture shock for him. I'm not writing him off. I think he will be all right. But to start games for Everton Football Club at the moment, not for me.
0: Yeah. Sorry,
1: not for me. could yeah. be wrong there. could be scoring an Attic in the next game and I'll eat new words. And... Yeah, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's all about... That's, opinions. that's exactly
0: That is it. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you don't like Onana, fair enough. I'm just giving my point of view. My personal point of view is just that I think he's a good player. I think he'll only get better. Um, And that's it, really. If you don't, then you don't. Um, Tell us why you don't. Send us a message. Tell us why you don't think he's any good. And I'll tell you you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Just the last thing on the game. Me and you were talking about it all the way through. Uh, Everton in possession. And I don't know I've touched on this all season. I think I've touched on it all last season. It's not getting any better. I don't even think it's a Sean Dyche thing. I think this was happening long before he even got here. We are absolutely atrocious with the ball.
0: Oh, it was... I do mean you were I'm not laughing, but in the end, you were just like watching it. Because listen, don't get me wrong. Crystal Palace, till 85 minutes, didn't really do anything. Um, So it is a type of game where you start watching players and how we set up and certain things like that, and just couldn't put two passes together. Genuinely could It had to over hit, hit too hard, hit too soft, you know, at his, into his chest instead of his feet, or into his feet instead of his chest. I just, I don't know what it is. I honestly, honestly don't know what it is. And it's not Sean Dice, by the way. I'm not saying this is the, the manager. Frank Lampard tried to play the same way. They couldn't do it ultimately got the sack for it because he wouldn't change the way he, he, he plays. He, he just can't do it, Paul. This is why Gomez sticks out with like a sore thumb because yeah. he's the one that can actually keep hold of the ball.
1: Imagine Graham Potter with these players then, Jamie. You know, we were, there was a bit of a... I, wish I wasn't against Graham Potter coming in at some
0: point. Imagine him with these players. This is it. This is the thing where... This is... A team that obviously people go, Well, they're not they're not asked to keep the ball. They are. They are asked to keep the hey, ball. James
1: Garner is being it with a mad Everton infection at the moment. I think he's a really good player in him. I do. But he, he, even he gives the ball away a like. lot. Yeah. And he's come from the Man United Academy, which is notoriously good for bringing kids through and showing them how to play foot, teaching them how to play football the right way. And even he gives the ball away all the time for Evan. And you can see the frustration on his face because. When a ball goes out of play, when he's kicked it out of play or kicked it to the one of them, he screams at himself all the time. He's like, "Why
0: am I doing this?" It's like an evident disease, isn't it? Yeah, but the, it's the three midfielders. Gomez, yeah, can keep hold the ball. I don't think the core can when he's in the team. No. Um, no. I think Harrison holds the ball far too long. He, he McNeil gets the chance to whip it and turns back. They both do it. So your wingers. Do you expect your wingers to be able to keep hold of the ball passing wise? Yeah, but it sort of goes full back all cross, doesn't it? So you need your three midfielders and your two centre halves, especially, to be be able to hold the ball, keep playing in triangles. That's where your triangles are formed mostly. Yeah. And Nana's doing him on the can do it in that midfield. He keeps the ball. Yeah, he gives the ball away. But to ping a ball, I reckon he's probably the only really one that can ping a ball and, and it land where it's meant to land um, James Garner I think he looks knackered I said it to you tonight on, on Wednesday he looks he looks absolutely done in like, like Anana does all, I, I, don't, I, I don't like using this but I think they all are desperate for a break away from the club as well, yeah. I think they need to go away, reset, not to each other. And like, "Yeah, reset, not to each other. Sort of go away from Everton Football Club, go away from the noise for a while, um, surrounding the football club, and just go back, go go back, go go away, and remember that you're an actual footballer and can pass the ball, and then come back and see what you can do." Yeah, it's my biggest. As far
1: as football, the football, actual football is concerned, Everton in possession is just. It's sending me around the bend. it's Honestly, it's just, it's really bad. Honestly, it's like there's a shot clock and that ball's going to explode. So you've got to give it away as soon as possible. It's just like only like a game, that squid game or something like that, and the ball's a bomb. Something yeah. like that, you know what I mean? It's just like, because every team I watch come to Goodison, and I, I've seen the likes of Luton, Fulham, Wolves, Palace, even there, just keep, all keep the ball better than Everton. All keep the ball yeah. better than Everton. I think that maybe that's why the instruction is Sean Dice saying listen, these can't pass,
0: get the ball forward as soon as you can. Because these can't pass. Yeah, well through them games that we've always come on here and we've spoke about defeats and stuff like that. And we I think we we it was a topic on one pod that Everton don't win football matches when we have the ball. That's probably why. Because if a team sits back on Everton, they're just gonna go, listen, these will give you the ball. Don't worry about it, don't dive in don't make any more tackles, these will give you it and then break on them. So, yeah. obviously we understand that Everton are not good with the ball and that is the main reason, because they can't keep the ball. It, no, I think yeah, yeah, Everton's
1: main strength is counter-attack and you seen that, att- that attack at the end which Dobbin tries to flick in. That was For me, that's this current Everton team at their best when they break, the, break it up at the edge of our box and spring an attack straight away and we get yeah. in on goal. That's how we done Brighton, wasn't it? Yeah, he sat back, sat back, and sprung on them, and it looked brilliant. Counter attacking football when it works is is beautiful to watch. I think yeah. maybe we have an counter attacking team. It's got to be done instantly within within ten seconds. You've got to go from our goal to their score. But if you are asking us to actually break a team down, it's a uh, it's painful to watch. isn't it, let's be honest, it's painful.
0: Yeah, it is. It's 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 frustrating. The biggest way it is so frustrating because you are just like are you some professional footballers. Mm. genuinely, it's the basic, it's the one thing when you're a kid, you get taught, pass a ball against the wall, the wall will pass you the back. Uh, these are missed, these have missed the wall now. Yeah, well, when you show your training videos, pinpoint every single one of them. I think they're edited, to be honest. I think that's for <laughs> I, I think they're by videos, but just put AI on them, yeah. Yeah, a
1: bit of CGI there. <laughs> yeah. get, get their Marvel directors in there to uh, sort that out. At one point, but, uh... it, it messed up, and we had Kimmich in midfield. <laughs> Philip Lam pulling the strings yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah we'll move on from that game now obviously we play Luton next week in the next round of the cup I won't be there first Your, game with Mr Goodison for a while so you're young yeah. 40 yeah shit fan me uh, I won't be there but yeah so that's the next that's the next time played plays Luton Town on the 27th of January obviously we'll have a pod up before then we'll try and you know touch on that and Give you our team selections and stuff like that, but it's time for the off the field matters now. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, obviously that news broke on Monday. It feels like a year ago now. Of course, yeah. uh, that broke on Monday. We came on and we tried our best to try and dissect what was going on. We still don't really know what's going on. New stories are coming out all the time. Uh, how have you felt this week? Or in work and stuff like that. Have you been carrying a bit of a weight on your shoulders with this Everton news? Because I have.
0: Yeah. Um So terrified to go on social media a little bit because you're just terrified to the news that you're going to wake up to um or or see halfway through the day you can't you know you're you, you get an alert on your phone you think oh no is this it <laughs> you know what is it now sort of thing um i messaged you today about doing a podcast and you said no let's just see what the day holds in store for yes. us which is that is the way the day is isn't it every day is the same so it's just horrible, mate. It's just a horrible position to be in, if I'm honest. And I've been thinking of all week. Just come out and do what you've got to do. If you're going to do it, do it now. That's my that, that's my sort of thing on it now. It's like, I'm sick of waiting. I'm actually sick of not knowing. And I think it's yeah. the not knowing that's killing us. It's like a
1: root canal, is it? You know you've got a root canal coming <laughs> up at the end of the month. You're like, Look, what's going to happen to me while I'm sat in that chair? Mm. So at the end, you just like, get me in that chair. Start drilling holes in my teeth and get it over and done with. Do you know what I mean? Just that's, or taking me tooth out. It's, it's always the sitting in the waiting room that you start, your mind starts playing sticks on you. Yeah? You're like, yeah. in the end, you're just like, get me in the chair and get it sorted. It's a crap analogy, but it's sick. This waiting rounds, it seems like we're going to be waiting rounds at the end of the season as well, by the way. That's the thing. I mean, we could, we could stay up at the end of the season by six points and still go down.
0: I don't get that that way. I don't get that though, because this is what I don't get. And again, you know, you go through every single scenario, don't you, this week? You you, you, you do. If this happens, well, we'll get that and we'll get this and we'll do this and do that. And you speak to someone else and they've got a different version of it. Um, but if, say for instance, that happens and they go, right, okay, you've stayed up by nine points, but we're taking 10 off you. What if we appeal it again? So if we're if if we if we halfway through a championship season and win that appeal... Well, now, the, the, the new thing is now that the all
1: appeals have got to be settled by a certain date. Because that, they're basically fast-tracking it now so you couldn't go into next season with this still hanging over you.
0: No, OK, then, well, if you're Burnley and you stay up, or Luton and they stay up, and they go as a club, OK, well, you know what? We've got an extra 5 million quid, or whatever it is, from what the championship to the Premier League is staying up. We'll go and use that. We'll spend that. We'll give that to say, your Luton. We'll go and build the an next ten thousand seats, which they need. Um, and then the Premier League team and go, Oh no, Everton won the appeal. You've got to go down. It's not fair on them. I've got to be honest. It's not fair on Luton for on the likes of Luton or Burnley. And this is an Evertonian saying this. And I just think if you're one of their fans, you probably sat there yourself thinking, "What's the point then?" You know that Rob Edwards and. Uh, Vincent Company and stuff like that, Sheffield United not writing them off, but it's so many sorts of repercussions not doing it now. is just it's madness, and that is just a lack of quality from the Premier League again.
1: It is, because nobody knows what anybody's doing. I mean, at the beginning of the week, Richard Masters, CEO of the Premier League, came out, sat in front of representatives of Parliament, taking questions and answers and stuff like that. don't actually know what it was, to be honest which are basically getting grilled by them. I don't know if you've seen the clips. <laughs> just, just grill them yeah, the looked weird, yeah. And he just didn't have any sort of real answers for them. Like, why are you punishing Everton fans? And well, will the Everton fans know the rules? Like, it's our fault. Like, We walked into it at first and go, well, we knew the rules. Hmm? I mean, what are we supposed to do about them type of rules? We have absolutely no say. All we do is go to the match and buy, the, buy a share to season. That's all we do. That That's our,
0: think- our total involvement in the club, innit? it? It's like me and you. He thinks me and you have sat at the Winslow and signed the papers to sign to sign players. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, Paul ahead, I'll have a painting. By the way, is Morgan Snyderland's transfer fee? What do you reckon? Yeah, it might take us over FFP. By the way, Paul yes. Guede. Sign, off, sign off on that, Jamie. Yeah. Okay, mate. Yeah. yeah. Is he serious? You know, obviously it's got nothing to do with us. It just I, I watched that, and to be honest, it filled me with confidence.
1: It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Definitely. I mean that woman. Um, she at the end saying that she's a Portsmouth fan, and she, she was saying that <laughs> that we'd be saying to the referee, "You don't know what you're doing." And like a bell rang at the end. It was like the bell saved him at the end of yeah. the end of the meeting, wasn't it? But uh, yeah, he was basically asked as well. You know why? A, the a man and obviously he was a member of Parliament, asked asked him why a Man City taking so long, and you know punishing the big clubs the same, and then he, he had the audacity to call Nottingham two-time European Cup winning. Champions in for Forest, a small club, and nine times English champions, Everton, a small club. Now Manchester City have just won the league three times on the bounce and they've only just got level with us. Yeah. They've only just got level for the amount of league titles that Everton have won. And won the they, consider, they consider this massive club. How dare he call Everton? Um, How dare he call anyone in the Premier League a small club? We are. We pay his wages. The Premier League pay his wages. That he, that's his living. So we should be bigging up every single club that are in that Premier League. So for him to to call two clubs like that, two traditional clubs, Everton, the founders of the Football League, the founders of the Premier League, to call us a small club. How dare he say that? I mean, if I was that Casey Super Silk or whatever his name is, Everton, <laughs> uh, I think I've got his name written down here. Oh yeah, Lawrence Rabinovich. I think that's his name. I'm, I'm sorry for you both got you. that. Let's call him Super Silk anyway. <laughs> that's another argument you can use, can you say, and how can you... How can you basically what he's saying? is like having four kids and saying you don't like one of them over, over the other one. You don't, so, as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I can imagine if you're a parent, you don't do stuff like that. No, so he's don't. got a responsibility to,
0: he's got a responsibility to every club to treat them the same. Hey, hey, honest to God, mate, it's the biggest, it's basically like that Richard's match, Richard Masters has squared the ball and all Everton have got to do is tap in from six yards away because
1: him saying this. that oh <laughs> yeah, well,
0: yeah as long as Carl, as long as Carlton, <laughs> not there, yeah um, yeah but honestly when I said it, when he seen it I was just like get in I was like this there's, there's the 10 points because and people go well you can't think he's literally called Everton and Nottingham Forest a small club so in the hearing you go okay Mr Masters who are the top clubs and if he names them he's banging himself to rights because it's like so you consider them your top clubs and you consider them the small clubs. As you just said, perfect analogy. I think it's like a grandparent. It's like a grandparent sitting in the middle of a, in the room with all the grand, grandkids and going, well, I don't really like them four, but I don't mind them six. It's like, well, you can't say that. Even if, even if you think it, you don't do it. You don't yeah, say it. Yeah, even if you think it, you don't say it. You, you know, Because now them four, I've got... Just saying with the grandkids. I think you, Them four grandkids now, I've got every reason to go... But we're never speaking to them again, or you. Do you know it, it's yeah? Leave the house, just, never come back. Yeah, and I just honestly, God, when he said that, if Everton don't take that this now, I'll never forgive them for for them not taking this chance. Well, I think everyone was on social
1: media at the time. We're getting sent the clips from the and if you have bothered to watch the whole thing, it I think it's on for over an hour. It's, it's quite interesting, really. Uh, yeah. Talking about the likes of Redden and stuff like that in League One, their the fans are going through hell at the moment. So if you want to check that out, go and see it. It's actually quite good, but it's just, he just seemed like he didn't have a clue what he was doing. It was just like every question he was getting thrown on him was like, he didn't have an answer for it, did he? He was basically talking about Man City, saying, well, you know, one full transparency. And he said, well, when's Man City's here? And he went, I can't tell you. It's just like, it's just contradicting yourself. And if, as I say, I think we all sat there on social media. If Everton, haven't, if Everton have not got the right lawyers, if he don't tear this fella apart, then they've missed the easiest open goal they're ever going to miss, ever.
0: Yeah. Definitely, mate. Honestly, well, I just, I, I, as soon as I've seen it, and you know, you see the clips and everyone's short and done, but as you said, the full thing, it was actually about the pyramid scheme, wasn't it? And why isn't the money coming, tripl- yeah. uh, going down into the EFL, Um, which is why Rick Parry was there again? Has he got ties to Liverpool? He did have, used to be. I think, Yeah, well, he did have funny that, isn't it? Than him and his mate, you know, Richard massive mate, Rick Parry. But anyway, I just, he, 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 fair play to the girl, fair play to the woman who was grilling him. I made up, she did it. Um, We were all made up, she did it. But if ever, as you said, Evan went sat there watching this, going, watching him squirm in his seat, laughing, yeah. going, this fella yeah that's Silk, Super Silk must have been rubbing his hands together, going, don't worry, I've got this. He's yeah. all right, he, you know, I, I'll box him off. You know, he can't handle the truth. It basically is 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 what it is. What's that film of? Oh, yeah, they a few good men. A few good men, he can't handle the truth. And he genuinely can't. If ever put it to him, he won't be able to handle it. I
1: wouldn't be surprised if that's super silk again. Lawrence Rabinovich sent Kevin Telwell to the office to get a bottle of my cracked <laughs> Crack it open and all that was going on, I'm telling you. Cracked it open, yeah. had a bit of champagne at French Farm, I'm telling you, because be like, I'll tear this fella apart. I'm also weird that this fella, Super Silk, we'll call him that. Sounds yeah,
0: I'm not trying that for his full name. Someone say,
1: I heard someone saying he, he's, he will not take the case if he doesn't think he's going to win. So, obviously, mm-hmm. he's seen something. Obviously, ex-Everton Chief Executive Keith Wynes has come out and says believes there will be a twist concerning Everton's points deduction. Wynes has said Everton allegedly found a loophole to get the 10 points deducted and overturned. Now, whether he believe that or not, I don't know, but think you said to me today, I sent you that message you said it's starting to get a little bit of legs now that Everton might actually have a case to get this points deduction overturned.
0: Yeah, I also said if it happens, me and you are going to town and if anyone wants us, we'll be in pot world. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, it, it's all hearsay, isn't it? Listen, you know, it's easy. You know, you could put something on now on Twitter and say Everton in the next 24 hours will find out they've had the 10 points back. If it, most people would believe you, Paul. So it's all hearsay. It's one of them, isn't it? It's one of the sky things you don't believe it's transferred until the yellow banner or he stood there with the shirt. Yeah, it used to be Jim White, didn't it? When Jim, Jim White, up? yeah. So I, I, I'm obviously always a bit skeptical on your read stuff. Then you sent me another thing and another thing. You're thinking, hang on a minute, this is what happened last time with that David Orstein. He said it, then someone else said it, then someone you think, something's going on here again. No smoke, without fire. God, I'd love them 10 points back. Wow, if that was yeah. true, that would be like I've seen, every Christmas uh, day. More things
1: like the mail seem to think that Everton have a case. I think the Telegraph came out, this is a quote from them, saying, the Telegraph are reporting that Everton believe their imminent appeal hearing will effectively render the new charge groundless. They have already argued any overspender was due to loan repayment costs that were entirely incurred from stadium development costs. Now, that's about the latest charge. So basically, <laughs> Everton looked from that again, take a bottle of salt. I don't know. It could be, you know, it's it all better off for you if if you can give any punishment out. It seems like we're going to get it, but it seems like Everton are quite bullish going into this next few months yeah. now. They seem like they've had enough, basically, and they've got the right people in in place now. This time that can just blow these out of the water. That's what we're hoping for now as a fan base, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it's a. Uh... To be honest, I'm sort of I'm I'm. There's not many times I'm going to say this, but I'm actually happy with Everton at the moment. I don't know there's a certain someone that will come on to. Um, yeah, He doesn't seem to think so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, because it seems like the second charge, and I've been thinking this through the week, they've gone, I am sick of these. I am genuinely sick of what these are trying to do. And it's like, a, you're not going to do this. You've done it the first time and we're fighting you then. And then now you're trying to do it again. I'm, we're going to even fight you even more now. And the first one, the first one that we're appealing, we're going to make it even worse for you. We're going to make it worse. Where we would accept a, a reduced points deduction, we're not now. Because if it was with the second one, we want all them back. And the yeah. second one, we're going to get you on that as well. I just, I think the, it's lit a, a fire in the Everton board's belly, which I don't know who board that is. Um, but I'm happy with them because they seem like they're really going to try and fight this and they're not just going to go, oh, yeah, all right, sound." Which it, it looks like Forrest are doing, by the way. um, I haven't seen... Yeah. I don't follow nothing on Forest news, but it doesn't seem like they're actually appealing it or anything like that. But then again, we haven't had the punishment yet, so they don't know yet.
1: I think Forest are waiting to see what, what happens with Everton's first appeal for the first one. And then they'll probably go from there then. Yeah, that's Which what, what I, I would mean. Them, it's it, sort yeah. of like... But when you're talking about Everton's board, like, have you ever seen that meme of John Travolta where he walks in the room and there's no one there? <laughs> I, I just imagine that Colin Chong walking into Everton's boardroom and he's the only one there. It's like, what's going on here? St- there's no
0: one here. But his <laughs> own glasses.
1: Yeah, I just want to bring something up, something that's really wound me up early in the weekend. It's Jamie Carragher. He's proper got under my skin this weekend. I've had countless people DMing me saying, why are you letting the body so much? I just expected more. People say, why are you expecting more? He's a former Liverpool player. I think Carragher in the main has been quite fair with Everton on Sky. I think he said a few little nasty little things and a few dodgy things with his Liverpool hat on. But this, where he's he's come out this week, talking about Everton, basically saying the club have whipped us all up into a frenzy to start crying corruption. We basically all need to stop crying and start directing our anger at Everton. Where has he been, mate, for the last two years? Have we not been doing that? Have we not been directing our anger at Everton?
0: He, he, I just he's a he's a clueless, clueless yeah. man. Clueless. He, he, if you genuinely can sit there and then he puts on Twitter and said, I've got family members who are season ticket holders, well you obviously don't speak to them then we do you? Because no. they tell you. And you know what? you were on the overlap and you turned out on the overlap and said, um Everton what? rightly so Everton fans rightly so have been fighting their board for many years. So hang on a minute. Your article says we should be fighting the board, but then you're going to overlap and say we have been fighting the board. What one is it? he? Also it also said it... that Everton,
1: somebody needed to tell Far and to stop spending money. Meaning transfers. Now Evan 18th in the net spend over the last four years for transfers. We've only spent more money than Brighton and Luton. I only spent more money from Brighton because they brought that much money in from the likes of Casey though and yeah. McAllister and all that. True, yeah. So, what is he talking about? Why? And this is what I was going to get on to because this is the narrative for the rest of the country. You go on Twitter, anyone puts anything where well, you've cheated, you should you should you deserve your punishment because you've cheated. You bought this, you bought that. you think the way he was going on, and the rest of the country's going on, that Everton has spent 500 million in every window for the last five years, we have spent next to nothing on transfers. We are not getting done the transfers, we are getting done, the stadium bills, tax bills, stuff that are signed to make us compete and make this city better. That's what we're getting done for. Why are, are we continuously throwing this at us? It's just to shut us up and show the rest of the country, well, they're moaning about nothing. It's to keep us in our place, isn't it, basically?
0: Yeah, it. it I can't stand it, honestly. I think uh, I, I don't know what it was, but someone puts it on today and you, you go in the comments and there's like Forest, uh, Liverpool fans in there and they're saying that they, you know, why, you, why you're cry, crying corruption and stuff. And it's, we're crying it because if you actually read into it, as you've just rightly said, it's about the stadium. We're getting punished because we've bought. Listen, if we, we you said it, I think last week, if we were sat here, we just won the treble. Haaland would score 40 goals. You know, Kevin de Bruyne is on 90,000 assists. We've got Pep the go, go, you go, you know, sound. We've been called cheating. You Seth, cheating? That's going to happen
1: to City, though, I think. Well, it could, they're yeah.
0: talking about rele- the relegation now. They reckon the
1: bare minimum will be relegation for them? But that's another well, that's, that's another day. Yeah, that's for that's for them
0: to to worry about. Yeah. I just this Carragher thing wound me up, and I tell you the one thing that wound me up. There was two things actually, and I stupidly enough tweeted them because I was I, I was I'd had enough, mate. I'd had I'd had enough of people picking on our football club. I'd had enough. I, it was like watching a kid being bullied in school, and one day you just go, actually, you know what? No. No, I'm not having it no more. You're bullying my midday. Um, yeah. And I just messaged, I just tweeted them, and he never replied, I never thought he would, but I just basically said, well, where's the same energy? Your club in the Super League tried to break away, and you sat there on Sky Sports and said, it's nothing to do with the fans. It's all these American owners. These American owners, um, it, it, you need to punish them, but don't punish the fans. We the same energy. We're not in what any way, shape or form saying that we don't anger. We, we've done a full pod last weekend saying how much we're fuming with the Everton board. Fuming, because we, we, we yeah. are. We know that we've done our agent. We know we've done wrong. We know yeah, we've done wrong. The, the rest of, these
1: people think that we, we, we're glossed over Everton. We know we are in the wrong. We know we have broken the rules. But the people yeah. who have broken the rules are not being punished. The only people who get punished from a punch deduction are the fans and ultimately the manager and the players, but the fans mostly we could get relegated on something on non-football related matters. That's
0: what they're yeah. not understanding. Yeah. That's what I tweeted them no on and said. You know, you, you literally said about the, the European Super League, don't punish the fans. And the only reason he's got away with that because no one had ever seen the likes. So it was like there was no rule. These are Japan. Well, what do we do here? You know. These have changed the rules. These have changed the rules to punish Everton Football Club and Nottingham Forest as well, by the way. And they're re- and they changing them again in August. I don't care. I w- I understand we broke the rules. Ever- the Everton borders is a shambles. We have been the worst run club in the non the country because there's worse in the Premier League. Hundred percent. My argument with Carragher is, is: you're a man of power. You've got a Telegraph article. You're a ponder on Sky Sports. On the you're city. a scouter. Yeah, your, your family, you've just basically said you've said on Twitter that you've got family of Evertonians. Could you not have used that and gone, listen, Everton, I've done wrong and they know it, but don't punish the fans. You need to swear that 10 points because that's too much. You're punishing the fans here and it's wrong. That's yeah. where my great rhythm was. Yeah, well, listen, I don't want to go all nasty in
1: that, but this is a man who spatted a little girl in the car and basically begged Definitely. Sky to keep him on. So. Sky in the Premier League, are basically the same thing. He's not going to go against them, as he he's got it. To... No, I'm, I'm shocked at the likes of them I'm shocked at the likes of Ian Wright. I watched the overlap. Roy Keane, you expected from him, he doesn't give a shit, just doesn't care. That's his personality. Yeah. But them three are going. I think that Jill Scott said, "Do you think a points deduction is the right thing?" And I'm sure Ian Wright said, "Well, yeah." He did, yeah. I, it's
0: the president. He said, "I can't believe it." You said
1: can't the president. Yeah. Honestly, can't believe that. It's because well, it's got nothing to do with them, Paul. A sporting punishment. This is what people think around the country. As you say, you think we had the likes of Mbappe and everybody else playing for Everton. Any great player you can think of, and we've won multiple FA Cups, multiple leagues within the Champions League and all that. We haven't. We've actually stopped spending money on on players. We've had to rely on the likes of Damari Gray. We've had to go and get better for nothing for the year. And Ross Townsend. We're selling players. We've started to sell our best players. It's There's no sporting advantage. We've stopped that. We've stopped the... Frivolous, what a word, proper football, with that. Spending money on players. Now it's all for regenerating the city and trying to get us back up there where we think we belong as football fans. And if you don't think you belong there as a football fan, then go and watch another sport. If you're happy being a mid-table club or a team that fights relegation, then you've got no aspirations. You should always dream, whether you're a Palace fan, Brighton fan, whoever, Fulham, dream of the Champions League. Don't just settle for what you've got. But basically, the Premier League is saying to Everton, no, we don't want... Don't... Stay st- stay in your lane. Your lane is mid-table. Don't try and get to the, where, where, the Champions League and... I don't know. I can't articulate myself properly. because I'm not a very t- articulate person. I'm just talking as an Evertonian. It's an absolute disgrace. There's obviously more facts out there that we haven't gone into of rules and FFP and money spent here and money... Nobody's... And we're not... Bl- sorry, we are blaming Everton, but... It just seems like everything is massively unfair at the moment.
0: It's hard not to think that for me, you know. Yeah, I think Dice as well. He said it, didn't he? You know, getting sort of on field sanctions for off field things, which is right. (laughs) This is what is the biggest gripe. And this is why I can tell you now, and I'd love to speak to Carrigan, I'd say it to him. If they turn around to Everton in the Premier League and went, right, he's getting a transfer embargo, he's getting either a transfer embargo or a massive fine. We, we There's no corrupt sign would ever be made. The flags wouldn't have been made. The banners wouldn't have been made. There would have been no marches, nothing, because we'd have all gone, all right, yeah, well, to be fair, we broke the rules. We have been deducted 10 points, possibly another 10 with another second charge. It doesn't affect anybody else apart from me and you and everyone else in the Sean dice and the playing staff. That's it. They're the only two groups it affects. We yeah. it doesn't affect because nope. he's selling the club anyway. Seven, seven, seven. It doesn't affect because they're buying the club. What difference does that make? Allegedly, allegedly, it doesn't affect anybody else. That jungle will walk out anyway because he's not meant to. Be, he's only there for the job. time being. Danny Spinning has probably got another job in Tesco somewhere. Um, <laughs> you know, Graham, Graham Sharp. I just wish he'd come out and say he didn't know what was going on, so he just stayed. Unfortunately, we lost Bill Kenwright, which we know is history of Everton being the Everton chairman. But still, you know, obviously we we, we wish him rest in peace. But and Macharis just gone, gone. Which you know what? I'm going to do a bit of a bit of a mad one here. I actually agreed with Jamie Carragher in that aspect that oh yeah, he hasn't. No one has come out and fought for this football club in the hearing. Now we obviously didn't see Chong's sort of statement after the 10 point deduction to say. I'm not going anywhere but if no one's for Everton Football Club in the hearing it's totally wrong what the hell that's just bang out of order but that's what we are that's what our football club has become no one cares about the fans brotherless mate
1: there's, there's no leaders at the at the football club no. and I'm happy that it is Andy Burnham I'm happy that it is Andy Burnham that's decided to do yeah me personally it shouldn't be him but I'm
0: happy it's him but isn't that a slight on Jamie Carragher though that the mayor of Manchester is stepping up before a fellow from Liverpool. I know he's from Liverpool, Andy Burnham, but he said, didn't he? And you got the mayor of Manchester of all people doing it. Well, that's more embarrassing for you, lads. Because... He, he's
1: got a duty to Evertonians, character. I don't care if he works for Sky or not. He's got a duty to give our point of view across. And but yeah. he keeps throwing this in. Well, he's spent money like it's going out of business. He needs to do his research. We're not getting done for that. We're not getting done for buying Guilty Sigurdsson in 2018 or whatever it was. We're not getting done for that. That's all stopped. Yeah. We're getting done for other things. Now, listen, they'll probably get an egg on our face and something big will come out of our evidence. that. They yeah, have been cooking the books and stuff like that, but fair enough. But the evidence that we've seen as fans at the moment, as far as we know, it's it's for stadium bills. That's that's all we can go off. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just lost. I'm lost with it all. I'm just so angry. There's more coming out all the time. But with the likes of Simon Jordan, I mean... The amount of people that have messaged me, Simon Jordan said this on talk. Simon Jordan was the chairman of Crystal Palace when he went into administration. Don't know why people listen to financial advice of him on a football club. True. So what are people listening to him for? Cause he's cautious, to, yeah. Because yeah, he's cautious, exactly. he, he speaks well. Crystal Palace is his club. He supported his club and and, and led them into administration. Let that at that one sinking. So yeah. don't listen to him. Don't listen to TalkSport either. TalkSport had a financial advisor on the other day saying Everton will fail, FFP, next year. And that could be the case. But then they found out that this fellow was working for Manchester City for the last five years or something like that. You're like, well, he's got other interests, hasn't he? Obviously, he's he going
0: to the... Man- protect Manchester City and, and slag Everton off, isn't he? Yeah, he battered the City question away, though, didn't he? He just done not know a politi- proper politician and sort of went round the can't we'll talk about something that hasn't happened and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's a different... He basically told us everything we already knew, which is another politician way of asking uh, uh, answering the question. But just to, you know, stay with Carragher a second as well, it's just... It's really annoyed me because I didn't actually... I hated him as a player. I'll never... That Lescott thing I'll always remember in my head, and he was cop and all stuff like that. But he... he was a good pundit. And I was like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, he's quite... You know, he says... Image... Neville have the banter and stuff like that, and it's quite all right. If this was Liverpool, or Arsenal, or Manchester United, or Jill Scott with Manchester City, who, by the way, did play for Everton, I, you know, they'd be sat there, and if if, if I, it was Gary Neville with Man United, you shouldn't be punishing the fans. And for every single one of them, Liverpool would be Carragher. There's no way he'd come out and go, he probably would go, this is FSG, but you shouldn't punish the fans. Didn't you say you said this exactly the same on the Super League? Yeah, I think you just he... because when I watched
1: them laying into to the Sly Six when they wanted to leave the Premier League, they were brilliant, honestly. They were him and, him and Neville on that show. I think it was just an hour of them just laying into mm-hmm. it. One, it? you can't do this to the fans. out dare they destroy the football pyramid? It's right because if they only want to see six clubs as the main clubs in this country, they, they don't survive without the rest of us. It's like building blocks, isn't it? Like a game yeah. of Jenga, you take one out and the rest will fall. It's just... It just reeks of this, you know, this independent regulator. That's all it is, and now it's just Everton who are going to bear the brunt of it because the Premier League are trying to show everyone that they can regulate themselves. Um, You know, we're asking a dodgy... Gov- one of the dodgy governments we've-, we've had for a long time to come in and try and save Everton.
0: That- that's where we're at at the moment as fans... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that, that, and that's again. That's a slight on Everton, but I believe Everton are doing as much as they can to get this overturned and win this appeal. I really do. You know, as I said before, don't give Everton credit a lot, a lot. But I think they are actually doing everything. They kind of bring in this silk into to, to win silk. this super. Silk, um, to win this, I'm just thinking then where the super then super league clubs they wanted to break away. The Premier League never come down with them, they be terrified of losing them. Terrified of losing them. They know if they turn around and gone, We're going to give you a five point deduction each. Every six, every one of them, six clubs are gone, All right, we'll see you later. So, what yeah. they've done is they give them the smallest fine, the most smallest fine that is an absolute nothing to them basically, a slap on the wrist. Not even that. But then, when it comes to a rule that they put in place for clubs like Everton and Forest to be in that top six. And we break them, but we break them by building a new stadium or with Forrester's case, they have overspent in transfers. I just, honestly, God, I just can't get my head around the way he spoke about everything and not the way and never stuck up for the fans. And I had some, someone reply to me and say, Well, what do you expect from them? You know, why That's would enough. he, why would he, why would something like what, what do you'd expect them to say? You, but you, um, I can't believe the Premier League have cheated Everton this harshly. Yeah. I do expect him to say that. I do expect him to come out and say what he said. Say what you yeah. said. Write your article. That article, to be honest, wasn't wrong. But at the bottom or halfway through it, just say. And by Don't the way, this vanguard of order for punishing the fans, it's totally the wrong sort of punishment. You need to sort the punishment out. Yeah. And no, I would uh... say,
1: I think I've see, I've read something today saying you know that the Premier League put in with this FFP that you can't go over one hundred and five million over three years. But they haven't actually said what the what the punishment would be for going over that. So it's never actually mm-hmm. been written in the rules what the punishment would be. So the clubs have basically gone into it and going, listen, well, what what happens to us here if we go over it? So that's why yeah. it's all getting made up as they go along and they go, we oh, yeah, are ten points, and that's why everyone's like, well. Hold on a minute. Where have them ten points come from? Now, if it would have come into it and said, if you go over it by penny, you get ten points deducted, and everything would have just had to take the medicine and go. Well, we've known about them that rule for the last ten years, and we've hmm? we've messed our big shop, so we're gonna to have to take the ten point punishment. But I just don't understand how a billionaire spend overspending on stuff as come to ten points getting taken off you in, in in the Premier League. It's it's three wins and a draw I've been taken away from Everton. For a team like Everton, it's just it's massive. It's absolutely massive. It's just it doesn't make any sense. And yeah, we'll be here all day. I'm getting my tongue tied and everything. I don't really know what to say about it anymore. It's just uh, it winds me up. It's just Yeah. The fans need we need a day off from this club or a week off. or it's hard to switch off from something that you really love. But we'll try. But as I say, that we'll be back next week with another podcast. And uh, I don't think there's there's anything else we can really say about apart from the Premier League are corrupt. Everton are shite, but the Premier League are corrupt. And that's Yeah. And none of us are denying that, are we? So No,
0: no, we're not. Yeah, we're not in there. Uh, hopefully we've
1: covered everything there. Sorry if i have been a bit tongue tied and got a few of me facts mixed up, but as I say, it's a fast moving story and it uh, there's more and more stuff coming out all the time. And yeah. Uh, if we had any more, we'll jump back on it and we'll speak to you again. So, yeah, Jamie, nice one for getting on with us, mate, and up to Toffees. Up to Toffees. Sports Social Podcast Network.